there, I'm Renee, a former shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke and burnt out to debt-free minimalist. Learning to simplify every area of my life, both inside and out, saved my marriage, gave me the time back to live my life how I wanted to, and allowed me to love myself like never before. Looking back, the only thing I wish I had had was a friend to share the journey with me. That is my hope for the Unstuffed Podcast. This is a place where you can shake off the need to people please and show up as your authentic self, even if you're still wearing yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if your house is a mess. Let's keep this simple. Life is complicated enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. My stepdad died at age 63. And I bet you know someone who died young too. And you had this gut-wrenching realization and you heard everybody say it at the funerals, didn't you? They were so young. They were so young, right? We know someone who died so young. And why are we sad that they died so young? Because they lost out on so much life. And yet how many 43-year-olds are out there going, I'm over the hill, it's too late for me, I'm stuck. How many 63-year-olds are out there going, nope, too late, I don't have enough. And yet I've lost both of these men at age 43 and 63. And everything anyone says to me is that they were so young. You are so young. Hey there, welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. It's me, Renee. Um, We have been reading the book called Present Over Perfect for my Unstuffed Inner Circle book club. And this quote struck me and I, it just felt so relatable. Whatever you've achieved, whatever you've arrived or wherever you've arrived, a dollar amount in the bank, a number on the scale, that award or promotion or perfect house, whatever it is, If in order to get there, you laid your soul down, believing it was unnecessary baggage or an acceptable sacrifice, I'm here to tell you with great love and tenderness that you're wrong. So that's from the book Present Over Perfect, written by Shauna Nyquist. Um, And I loved that so much because I do feel like, you know, I've shared my story with you guys about downsizing our house and getting into debt and things like that. And I do feel like I was laying down my soul without recognizing it. Now, as a kid, laying down my soul meant like I was like working with the devil or something. (laughs) But now I realize it's more like sacrificing this bigger, deeper calling, um, that desire to just be my fullest self, um, or sacrificing you know, in Shauna's case, she talks about how she sacrificed time with family for, in order to achieve more in her work, that kind of thing. Um, and for me, it was probably trying to keep up outward appearances, you know, to keep up with the Joneses, to keep other people impressed, um, versus just trying to impress myself, just trying to live life on my own terms. And that quote really inspired me to today's podcast topic, which is all about applying minimalism to my life to your life um, and telling you, explaining to you, sharing with you how it helped me truly find and reconnect to my soul and living a more purposeful life. Uh, 
most days I'm one of those people that other people seem to not really believe. <laughs> I know that sounds really dumb, but I see the looks, I get the comments all the time. I, you know, I hear all the time that I'm zenned out or my sister recently sent me a message saying that I was the Buddha without the belly. <laughs> and I love that comment. That's so great. It reminds me how far I've come because um, I do feel that change. I, I recognize it in myself. I know that I am so much more Buddha-like than I ever used to be, so much more at peace than I ever used to be. And more and more, I'm having to remember that not everybody has done that work. Not everybody is here. And I'm not saying I've reached perfection or anything like that, but I'm better than where I once was. And that's all I could ever hope for my life. And like recently we went to a hotel, uh, with our kids on our road trip and we went to one with a water slide. We went to a few with water slides, but there was one in particular where we got to this hotel. We were able to check in a little bit early. Um, so we got our stuff in our room, we got our suits on and we went down to the, po the pool room. And the first thing that I did was go down that water slide. I didn't step in my toes and warm up in the pool. I just hit the water slide and I screamed and laughed the whole way down. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm loud and over the top. Um, and that was something that I used to silence in myself. I used to feel like you're being embarrassing. You're being too loud. And more and more, I've just allowed myself to be loud. Um, so I'm going down the slide and I'm like, ah, yeah, you know, <laughs> because it was a water slide and it was fun. Um, when I got down the slide, I saw another mom looking at me and it wasn't like a looking at me eye rolling. She kind of had a little smile on her face, um, as she was standing outside the hot tub where her kids were. She still had like her tank top on and some shorts and not too long later, like I think I went to the bathroom really quick or something. It was very quick. I noticed that she was going down the water slide and maybe I'm wrong but I felt like maybe I gave her permission because her husband just sat in his pool chair and wasn't doing anything. I love the idea that maybe, maybe I gave her permission to be happy, to be joyful, to be a kid again, to be silly because more and more I hear, you know, I read so many books and I love listening to other women and other mom stories. And I hear so often, it's included in the present over perfect story Shauna Nyquist shares, that fear of just showing up in this childlike, playful way. And like I said, that's a barrier I've had to break down over the last few years is to just allow myself to have fun. I used to stop it so often. And I think in doing that, we detach ourselves from this inner guide, that light, that soul, this joy that we are meant to carry, that we're meant to live with. Um, and it's, it's so heartbreaking. So let me tell you, sometimes I have to stop and remember that I wasn't always this way. Like I said, I, I recognize how far I've come when I pause and remember, this is something I've been doing lately. I have been taking the time to stop and really remember who I was, not just the things I did, but how I felt, how I woke up feeling in the morning. Uh, that person just seemed so sad, so foreign to me. She was angry all the time. She was hurt all the time, but blaming other people. She was bruised and just constantly on the verge of eruption and always anxious and all this tension. I can 
re-feel all the baggage I used to carry around with me, like emotional baggage, mental baggage. And it was doing so much damage, but it was all I knew. And I didn't know how to rewrite it. And as I think back, I'm like so freaking thankful that I took any step, even though it felt like I was sometimes going nowhere. You know, I was able to rewrite all of it. And the truth is minimalism saved me from all of it slowly and steps at a time. Now, when I say this, I don't just mean like I cleaned out my pantry and then boom, I found myself being like a whole new person. I was like, oh my God, everything's decluttered and organized and I'm just a whole new person. I feel amazing. I feel so much lighter. Yay. It definitely wasn't that way, but it helped. Absolutely. But it was a gradual letting go process that I needed to do. First, you know, I had to understand this was my step into minimalism. I had to understand that my soul, that eternal being that I am, that it's bigger than all the stuff that I owned. My stuff quite literally meant nothing in the grand scheme of my life. And my soul um, is what I was born to do. That was what I was meant to be following, not following trends or trying to impress other people. And I remember sitting in my big green oversized reading chair that I loved. And I read these words from the Wayne Dyer wishes fulfilled book I share all the time. And I just paused and I thought, Oh my God, what have I been allowing to define my life? What have I been using to define myself, my stuff, this house? I just started to get really honest with myself and realize I was using all of this stuff to try to make me feel like a better, more worthy person rather than accepting myself as I was and following that inner guide, my soul. So I started from that moment on detaching and getting rid of stuff. So not just like I decluttered, my space is clear. I worked to not care about the things anymore. Uh, you know, I think of my wedding ring. Um, when I was younger, I loved looking at wedding rings. I loved shopping in like the diamond stores. I loved seeing all of the jewelry and all of the sparkle. It was so great. When we got married, I, you know, I told Tom, I'm like, I want to upgrade my ring after 10 years. Of course, like I need a bigger diamond or whatever. And as I was going through my minimalist journey, I remember a friend, a mom friend, a coworker really saying to me like, Oh, I upgraded mine or you should get another band. She was telling me all the upgrades I should make to my ring. And I said, no, you know, I'm good, but you could get another one. She was, she kind of kept going, which is fine. Cause I used to be that person. I understand that. Um, but it just no longer felt important. And even like in the last few years, I've been feeling like I would be okay with if my ring disappeared. Um, I would only be sad in the sense that I want something to show that I'm married because I love Tom and I want that to be demonstrated, but I wouldn't feel devastated. I I've, I've done so much work to not only clear the space, but to detach myself from the idea that these possessions are adding anything to my life. I'm already amazing. You're already amazing. We don't need any stuff to enhance who we are. We were already born awesome. Do you know what I mean? 
So as I started detaching from that stuff, um, that's when I truly started to find freedom. So I put down three questions for you um, to ask yourself to use minimalism to help you locate that bigger part of you. So the first question I wrote down is, what is that thing that you want for your life that you keep doubting is possible? You've probably heard me ask this question a thousand times. You probably hear me talk about it all the time and I don't care because I need to. Um, and I'm saying not just, I just want to be happy. What does happiness mean to you? Please elaborate. What is happiness? What does happiness mean? What would that look like? What would it feel like? What would your day-to-day -day life look like for you to feel a little more peace, happiness, contentment? I don't want to hear that the thing you want for your life is for your kids to be healthy. What does that mean to you? What would your kids being healthy, happy look like? What kind of parent or person do you need to be in order to help encourage your children to be healthy? How can you demonstrate that type of health for them in their life? We all want those types of things, right? We all want those types of things. And we need to get crystal clear about what exactly we mean when we say those are the types of things that we want. But what I mean is, more than anything, when I ask you, what do you want for your life that you keep doubting is possible? There's probably one thing that you instantly think of, and it's it might not even be recognized because you probably shot it out of your brain so quickly. But there's one thing that you could instantly come to your mind and you brush it off going, no, no, that one's, that one's too ridiculous. That one's too out there. That one's, that one's too big. I just want happy. That's too intimidating. I just want happy, healthy. That's the dream I'm talking about. So for me, back in that olive green chair, as I was sitting there reading these books for the first time, for me, that dream meant doing exactly what I'm doing here. I loved seeing what Wayne Dyer was doing. I wanted to be Wayne Dyer. If I'm, if that's what I want, I'm like, I was like, this dude lives on Maui. He writes books. He does these seminars. He just does these speaking things and he's truly transforming people's lives. Oh my God. I want to do that. I want to, I want to use my voice and share what I know in an intelligent way. I want to write books that change people's lives. And I want to do so in a way that allows me the freedom to stay connected to if I would God, because you know, Wayne Dyer talks about how he would walk the beaches and stay connected. Um, I loved the idea of living that kind of slow lived, connected to God life that would really enhance my soul. And instantly it was like, oh my, I can't. He's got a PhD. I don't have anything. People are going to take him seriously. What do I have to share? Instant thoughts came to my mind, shut me down. Here I am almost a freaking decade later doing it. It's seriously, it's really hard to shake free from that doubt that we carry of what we're capable of. But I promise you that you are. And I promise you that there is a reason that those thoughts do not leave your mind. When you think that thought, that thought that you're afraid to think, that thing that you want, sit in the emotions you feel when you think about that thing. Does it feel amazing? Do you love, like you think about it and you're like, oh my God, that would be so great. It would feel so good. It would be so free. You can feel the smile come to your face. You can feel the emotional shift. Or does it feel like you're kidding yourself? Do you feel fearful? Do you feel doubtful? I did. I knew what I wanted and instantly shut it down and kept shutting it down over and over again. Whatever it is, sit in the emotions and recognize them and know that either emotion, whatever emotion, any emotion, they're all 
okay. But all you need to do by sitting in them is to know how you feel, where you're currently at. And then I want you to ask yourself, why not you? I know that's a common thing that people, you know, people ask, like, when I doubted my ability to do, to do these things, I would think, well, why me? I could never do that. I know. Why not? And I thought I didn't have a story to share. I didn't have anything to offer. And at the time, I didn't have much depth to myself. That's true. I, I would admit that I probably couldn't have helped many people because I hadn't taken the time to help myself. But I started, you know, um, and then I want you to also start finding somebody who has done the thing you want to do and maybe even had a harder go of it than you. So like, you know, I believe it's Steve Harvey. I hope I'm remembering right. Was like homeless. Is it Steve Harvey? I think it's someone different. The Medea guy, Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry was like homeless. Steve, um, Sylvester Stallone, homeless. Sylvester Stallone like sold his dog and then bought him back later in life. Like, and they were able to accomplish these big, amazing things. Of course, those are people in the entertainment industry. But if you think about whoever it is, whatever it is that you want to do, find somebody who has done the things that you want to do and find their books, find their speaking and hear them talk about the shit storms that they've been through. Nothing makes me feel better. <laughs> than listening to other people talk about their failures. It makes me feel like, oh my God, it's not just me who struggles. And it's so nice to know that in the midst of setbacks, it, I don't need to give up hope because they didn't. And look what happened, you know, because sometimes it's so tempting to give up on ourselves. But find the people who didn't find the people who accomplished the things that you want to and read their stories, envelop yourself in them so that you start to believe it's possible for you. Hey there, it's me, Renee. I hate to interrupt your episode, but I just had to check in to see if you had heard about the Unstuffed Inner Circle yet. This is my monthly membership group where I get to connect with you guys on a personal level. Come hang out for a monthly coffee date where no topic is off limits, or come join the book club where I will share with you some of the books that have transformed my life. And I've made customized study guides just for you. There are also monthly declutter challenges, or you can sit in on podcast recordings before anybody else even gains access. Plus, you get access to some of my best programs totally for free. If you love the idea of getting a deeper dive into all things self-growth and simplicity, and where you can get plugged into a like-minded community hosted by yours truly, check the show notes for more info and see if there's a group that feels right for you. Okay, now let's get back to the podcast. The second question I want you to ask yourself is what is the bare minimum that is required for you to achieve this? Do not think in terms of money because that's the first thing. Oh, it costs too much money. I can't do it. I don't have enough money. Boom. Dream shut down, right? Instead of focusing on the money, think about it in terms of stuff. This is again tied to that minimalist side of things. What stuff do you actually need bare minimum? In order to live the life that you want, in order to accomplish that thing that you want, in order to have that feel good, happy lifestyle that you imagine. Is it a plane ticket? Is there somewhere you've been dying to see? 
You know, I think about my grandma. My aunt took her to Norway soon after my grandma was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. My aunt took her to Norway because it was like, let's get her back to her homeland before her memory fades. You know, maybe it's a plane ticket. Maybe you just want to get one place before you die. It's just something you've been like, God, I always wanted to see it. I've always wanted to go. And I always tell myself I can't. Maybe that's all it is. All you need is plane tickets, round trip plane tickets. That's bare minimum. That's what you need to get there. Maybe it's laptop. Maybe you want to start an online business. Maybe you want to start your own podcast. Laptop, microphone, and honestly, don't even really need the microphone. You could probably just do it with your laptop for a while if that's all you've got. Maybe it's job experience. Maybe you really want to be doing something amazing, but you don't have the job experience. So all you need is the right job, the right job. Sometimes we confuse ourselves and think that we need so much more than we do. And when we do this, all we do is fog up our brain. We fog up our emotions and we fog up our time believing that we need to be juggling or managing all this stuff or that we don't have enough stuff to get started. And in reality, most of the time, the things that you need do not require as much as you have led yourself to believe. Bare minimum for your goal, for your life. What do you actually need? And then look around you and ask yourself, what don't you need to live that life? What isn't necessary? And the truth is it's probably most things. And I'm going to be honest, here I am sitting in a closet doing this podcast. I've got a desk. I don't need the desk. I could do this on the floor. I mean, if I'm being real, my water bottle, pretty handy to have, right? I'm sitting around surrounded by all my clothes. I don't need clothes to do a podcast. For all you know, I could be sitting here totally naked, except I'm not. But what we do when we take the time to realize that what we want for ourselves usually doesn't require as much as we imagine that it does. And the last question I want you to ask yourself is how do I keep this dream impossible? Impossible. How am I keeping this dream impossible? Because believe it or not, we sabotage our own dreams all the time. Like I said, as soon as you thought of that thing that you wanted, I am willing to bet that you instantly started shutting down, naming all of the reasons why it's not possible. I know that that is 100% what I did. I started telling myself all of the things that would go wrong, all the things I didn't have. Um, and a lot of times we do that to just convince ourselves that it's just impossible. But on top of that, we quite literally sabotage ourselves. We spend all of our money, um, in a fear that if we had money, we wouldn't know what to do with it. Right. Full disclosure, that's me. And I've come to realize that over the last few years that even if I think I'm spending my money in good ways, I'm like, oh, a vacation or reinvesting in the business and things like that. There is a part of me that goes, what the hell am I going to do if I'm like a millionaire? What am I supposed to just, what am I just sit and stare at that money in my bank account? What would I do? And I know we talk about like, what would you do if you won the lottery and things like that? But in reality, we shove out our day-to-day monies constantly because we have this fear of, what we would do if we had the money or we fear that it will disappear if we don't spend it. You know, we have all of these little ways that we sabotage ourselves, not just with money. We keep ourselves overly busy. If we say, I don't have any time to write a book. I don't have any time to share my music. I don't have any time to fill in the blank, whatever it might be. A lot of times we sabotage ourselves by keeping ourselves so busy 
so that we always have that excuse. We spend all our money so that we always have that excuse not to be able to pursue and take next steps toward what we want. We keep buying things so that we have more stuff to juggle and we have less money. And I want you to get really honest with yourself if you can and ask yourself where you might be self-sabotaging to keep yourself in your comfort zone. Because the thing about a comfort zone is we're comfortable, right? It's really scary leaving a comfort zone. It's really scary at the idea of following a soul guided goal uh, because it would mean getting really uncomfortable. realizing that I'm repeating myself, so I'm probably not going to say all this stuff. To use minimalism to help you with this, you might start by clearing out your closet and finding that inner peace that comes with a cleared space in mind because there have been studies that have shown, I know from for a fact, you know, that the less you have to clean, the less visual clutter we look at, the more, like it gives our brain a break, truly, like having less to see gives our brain less to process every day and we have less to clean and all that stuff. So maybe that's how you start. Maybe it is through the actual physical decluttering of stuff that you start to find that inner peace and then you can start to hear yourself again and you can start to go, oh my God, I have so much extra time on my hands. What do I want to do with this? Or maybe you'll see it how I did. You know, while I did the physical decluttering, what I saw was that we all have something bigger we are being called to. And if you keep yourself slowed down and overwhelmed by caring about or managing too much stuff, you are never going to get where you want to go in life, my friend. Now, I know a lot of my listeners and followers and such are in the 60 plus category or in the mom category. And I'm not saying that you have to fit into either of those. This message is for all of you, but specifically if you fit into that mom category or that 60 plus age. If you think it's too late, if that's another thing you're going, I got to shut my, my goal down because it, that's, I'm past my prime for that. That's, it's too late for me. You are wrong. If you think you're too busy, you might be right, moms. You might be right, 60 pluses. You might be right if you are so busy. I get it. Sometimes life just is that way. But don't put too much on your plate right? Make sure that you tune into next week's podcast because it is for you. But mamas, seniors, it is never too late to start living a life with who you want to be. I know it might be tough. I know it might be difficult. I know you might have a lot of time that you need to find or emotional baggage that you need to unload. But I promise you it's possible. Now I think about the fact that my dad died at age 43. My stepdad died at age 63. And I bet you know someone who died young too. And you had this gut-wrenching realization and you heard everybody say it at the funerals, didn't you? They were so young. They were so young, right? 
we know someone who died so young. And why are we sad that they died so young? Because they lost out on so much life. And yet how many 43-year-olds are out there going, I'm over the hill, it's too late for me, I'm stuck. How many 63-year-olds are out there going, nope, too late, I don't have enough. And yet I've lost both of these men at age 43 and 63. And everything anyone says to me is that they were so young. You are so young. You have so much time left. You have those years. Those years that they lost, that person that you care about, the years that have been robbed from them that were taken away, those years are not meant to be cried over. They are meant to be celebrated in your own life. Live for them. Because those people would want you to. I want you to. And the best way that you can start to do that is to realize that it doesn't take as much as you think it does. Your soul is calling to you. And more than anything, I love the idea of you being willing to let go of anything that is slowing you down from answering the call. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the Unstuffed podcast today. And don't think that the party ends here. You can always check the show notes for the latest goodies and freebies that are always available to you. And don't forget, I love hearing from you guys. If you are enjoying the Unstuffed podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a review so that I can hear from you too. Until next time, take a deep breath, let go of anything that has been slowing you down, and I will see you here next week. Thank you.